Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. In your company, a challenge? Are you battling turnover and struggling to draw key talent? Is your team not performing at the level you want? Problems present themselves through conflict, miscommunication, creative differences, unclear expectations, and motivational issues. ARC Integrated is here to address these challenges through executive coaching and customized interactive trainings. Create lasting positive change that will improve your bottom line and create a culture that attracts talent and reduces turnover by going to arcintegrated.com. That's arcintegrated.com. How does an economy that is more mindful and less mindless become a reality? Welcome to the Mindful Marketplace. I'm your host, Joel Skeen, and I'm happy to welcome you to the show where we ask experts, entrepreneurs, investors, and industry leaders for their perspectives on how all of us can, on every level, do our part to help create a more mindful marketplace. Man, I am pumped up for today's interview. I have the um, owner of probably the business in the area that I go to more than any other. Um, he's a good friend of mine, Kendall Culp, the owner of Wag Bar up in Weaverville, Weaverville, North Carolina. Um, but before we get into the interview here, I want to um, I want to tell you guys a little bit about um, kind of a little bit of change that I'm making on the show here. I'm going to be switching things up a little bit. You know, I've enjoyed sharing with you the news of the day regarding what I see as our community and our economy's assets, liabilities, debts, and investments through the segment I was doing called the balance sheet. It felt good for me to give you, the listener, my take on these larger issues that are important to me. But as I'm starting to think that there might be something that's a little bit more valuable to each of you and that I'm actually more suited to talk about. If the purpose of this show is about drawing a distinction between a marketplace that is more mindful and less mindless, what that really must come back to is the question, what are the set of values that this mindfulness is based on? I'm going to, of course, continue to highlight the examples of business owners, industry leaders, investors, economists, and advisors who are showing what's possible in making a better economy and business community for all of us. I am week by week going to be putting a larger focus, though, on the values that drive myself and others towards a better future. So I've, I've personally always been interested in uh, morality and value systems. Um, I say interested, but really what I mean is absurdly obsessed. I grew up the son of a minister and was raised with very high moral standards that have shaped me into the person that I am today. And if any of you are have fans of the Enneagram, and that system, I'm, I'm what's called a one-wing nine, which is referred to as the reformer, the moral perfectionist, and the idealist. All those labels definitely ring true. And if taken to reality, can actually lead me to become overly perfectionistic and even cynical, you know, believing myself and the rest of the world to never be good enough. But the strengths that come with the personality structure I developed at a young age is that I have a deep love and interest in different philosophies, spiritual practices, and wisdom traditions, you know, from the Judeo-Christian tradition in which I was raised to Zen Buddhism and Taoism, from indigenous wisdom traditions in pre-colonial America to the ancient philosophers of Greece and Rome, from the Sufis of Islam to the existentialists, from the mystics to the current biological and societal systems theorists. I love it all. It just comes naturally for me to be constantly learning and understanding how different groups of people have tried to answer some of the fundamental questions about what it means to be a good person, 
and how to live a good life. And for me, this is not just some bookish pursuit. You know, I truly do try my best to integrate those values that I learn into my own life and my own business. This may not be the easiest way to live. <laughs> uh, it can be difficult, confusing, and at times overwhelming to not just talk about your values, but to try and actually live them. And without a doubt, I often fall short of my own ideals. But the real magic isn't in the ability to like quote Plato. The real benefit comes from the integration into life and into business. In my own entrepreneurial pursuit, as a financial services agency that I own, um, we're dedicated to helping middle American families protect their largest assets, eliminate their debt, and become financially free. And, you know, by the way, if you want to see if my agency can help your family, we, as we have with hundreds across the country, definitely check out mindfulmarketplaceshow.com and click on the Eliminate Debt link. But as I continue to grow my business and this show, I think what could be much more interesting and engaging for you, the listener, is rather than listing a news report, I mean, you guys all have Google after all, um, would be to share with you the journey that I'm on of integrating these values and what I think it means for my life and my business, what it means for the community, and what it means for the bigger picture. All right, I've taken up enough time over explaining myself today. So we are going to get right into the interview with our awesome guest. But starting next week, I'll be talking about more about what it means for me to add value as the primary function of business. And I look forward to it and I hope you enjoy. But all right, I want to get to our um, interview here. Um, I want to introduce to you guys Kendall Culp. He is the owner of, I said, one of my favorite places in town, a place that's really a really community space at this point um, and really get to let you guys get to know him and get to know his business. So Kendall, welcome to the Mindful Marketplace. Happy to have you here, my man. Hey, Joel. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Glad to have you, man. Um, I wanted to talk about Wagbar, but um, first, just I know most people on the show probably don't know who you are. Um, could you just give us a little introduction to yourself and, uh, and to your background? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from Asheville, North Carolina. I'm actually one of those elusive um, locals. Grew up here. I went to Asheville High. And um, I actually studied recreation management and outdoor education at Appalachian State University. Um, and just always had a, a passion for dogs. Found myself in the uh, same industry as, as uh, our friend Joel here. And um, about three years through that, I uh, decided to open up this um, place, Wagbar, here in Weaverville, where people smile and dogs have fun. And um, we just bring a lot of positivity to the world here, I think. Yeah, I, I think so, too, my man. So tell me about that. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people we talk to are entrepreneurs, and I'm always fascinated with that decision to truly go out there on your own and kind of, you know, take the bull by the horns and take take that leap of faith into owning your own business. What was that like for you? Man, it was uh, obviously it was very terrifying, but it was super exciting and exhilarating. And, um, you know, it was one of those things when I made the decision to do this. Uh, I remember it was like 10 years ago at a dog park. It was Carrier Park here in Asheville, North Carolina. And, um, you know, I'm standing around there. Um, there's multiple dog fights happening around me. Um, you know, it's a muddy mess. There's, uh, there's no shade. I really wanted a beer in my hand. I had to use the bathroom and it was one of those moments where, you know, man, there's, there's a huge need for this. Um, and previous to that, I was, you know, kind of 
talking to some people who, who work in dog, um, you know, dog rescue. And they were saying there really needs to be an event space for, for, you know, a dog centric event space for dog groups and rescue organizations and whatnot that don't have the space of their own. Um, and it was kind of one of those light bulb moments. It's just been a super exciting journey. Um, since then, a, a dog park here with a bar and all the amenities that I was missing back there at Terrier Park uh, 10 years ago or so. Yeah, those amenities really make make a big difference. Talk talk to us a little bit about what that experience is like for, you know, if I was a listener and I was, I, I have my dog and I love, I love getting to be around people at the same time. You know, what would I, what would you tell them to expect if you're, if you come to Wag Bar and what can they get out of that experience? Yeah, I think for one, um, you know, the, just to kind of describe what we are, we're an off-leash dog park, just under an acre, fully fenced in with a, um, a bar that serves, uh, you know, alcoholic as well as non-alcoholic beverages and snacks and has a bathroom. And um, I think the experience is just a place that you can go and um, really kind of be a part of a community where everybody's there for the same reason, for their dogs to socialize. And um, I think the dogs are really kind of a, a catalyst for conversation and for community where, um, you know, we've seen just so many friendships happen here and uh, come out of this space that are, you know, you probably would have never seen before um, just because those dogs really, you know, oh, hey, what a cute dog. Oh, you have a cute dog, too. You know, and it sparks conversation. It sparks the um, that common interest kind of really builds a community and. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really great experience for anybody, even if you don't have a dog coming in here and just playing with other people's dogs and kind of getting that therapy um, definitely helps. Yeah, I know my, my uh, I've got, a you know, as you know, Kendall, uh, yeah, I've got my little little border collie blue healer mix. Stevie, Stevie Mix is her name. <laughs> and uh, what I like about it is she actually gets to uh, gets to finally socialize a little bit. So she, she can be a little obsessed about wanting to play with the ball all the time. But she goes there and she has her favorite dogs and I have my favorite dogs. I'm a big fan of Wilbur, the, uh, the little French, uh, French bulldog. And so is she. I always call him Jacques Papy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, what's cool is that you, you're not only um, just like a dog park, but it's really become an event space. And there's a lot of kind of community events, music. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about kind of some of your favorite things you've been able to do and, you know, something you've, a couple things you've got coming up on the horizon here. Yeah, I think definitely my favorite thing that we do is is to host dog adoption events here. Um, we usually try to do a monthly dog adoption event at least and would love to have more if there's, you know, if there's people that want to come in. But I think that's really been um, a great thing to see, just them be able to come here, raise money. Um, and they, you know, they bring their dogs and people can actually interact with the dogs before they adopt in like a, in a good environment where, you know, it's not necessarily like a shelter environment where there's cages and everything. And, um, that's been a, a blast. We also raise, have raised a lot of money for, for these organizations, 10 cents out of every, um, beer, uh, goes to one of the local dog, um, organizations. And then, of course, we've had people get married here and we've had, you know, we'll do like singles nights and trivia nights. And um, here, actually, at the end of this month, we have our two year anniversary. Um, it's a big Halloween party. It's um, on the, the weekend before Halloween. And we're going to have all kinds of different fun costa, uh, contests and, you know, come in dressed up with your dog and um, grab some beer specials and yeah, it's, it's a good time and it'll be awesome. 
I, I know that there's lots of dog love there. I didn't know that people actually got married there too. That was news to me. Yep. Yeah. We have, uh, yeah. Dogs sometimes love each other too much here, but, um, <laughs> yeah, we have had, uh, we have had a couple of weddings here on, on site just because people wanted to have their dogs run around with them while they're, you know, while they're getting hitched. Yeah. And it seems like creating that kind of community space um, is something that you've mentioned to me as being important. And I've also seen it not just with the customers that come, but with the staff that you have there. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, how you did that and why building that kind of community was important to you and how you make sure that it stays that way. Because it's not easy. You know, not everybody does that. Yeah, I think I think it's so important to have staff that just really love the place they love what they're doing um and they're you know they have the same kind of passion as as you know me who who started the place um and i think that came about because a lot of the people we hire are our regulars so they have this baseline understanding of of you know and and love of the place before they've ever even worked here uh, a lot of our actually every one of our staff members they spend a lot of their free time when they're not working they they come back here and they bring their dogs and they hang out and enjoy the place um and yeah i, I definitely it it's one of those places where you know people love to work here they're smiling they're happy i think that definitely transfers over to uh the you know the customer experience and you know we definitely are I'm really ca cautious of the the minimum wage in town. Um, a lot of people in the restaurant industry get paid, you know, a couple dollars an hour plus tips. If it's slow, they're you know they're really hurting. And we all know that you know minimum wage in this town probably should be around fifteen dollars an hour. Um, and so we you know we make sure our staff get paid at least seventeen an hour, and then they get you know they get tips as well. And that's great. You know, a lot of people I think out there think that. Um, you know, it, that your people and your profits are at odds, you know, and that somehow if you, uh, if you pay your people more or you invest in your people, that that's going to cut your profits. I think that's kind of a general thought out there in, in some of the larger business community. But have you, I don't know, it seems like you've kind of found a, a different um, result from that. Would you say that's true? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the more you invest in the people, the more the more they love what they're doing and they're um, they know that they're valued and um, the more you listen to their advice on things that might, you know, might need some tweaking um, just the more ownership they have. And, and, you know, I think that they really, uh, they, it shows, it shows the customers that they really care. And um, that's why there's customers lining up saying, Hey, when, you know, when can I apply? Um, it's like, sorry, the, the roles are, are filled. <laughs> well, that that's that's a good problem to have, my friend. Um, I also wanted to ask you too. You know, one thing that we talk a lot about on this show, um, and that's very important to me personally, is is supporting the local economy. And what I love seeing is when a local business is not just a local business, but they also really partner with and support the other local business community, and not you know not really viewing the other entrepreneurs and the other business owners in town as um, you know, competition so much as people that they can cooperate and grow with. And I've noticed that at Wagbar, um, you definitely have a lot of partnerships with other local, um, local businesses that are also doing good work. Talk to me about, you know, a couple of those partnerships and why that's important to you. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm a huge proponent of keeping things local and, and as small a business as possible. So that's kind of 
been a focus of mine since the beginning. And we've really made sure to, to have, you know, our, our local partnerships um, with, from our beer selection, all of our beers, except for, you know, a couple of options are all local. Um, we partnered with a local uh, company that's called Devil's Foot. They do local sodas. So, um, you know, we have that. People really love to be able to come in here, especially if they're from out of town and kind of get a taste of what's in the area. And then they'll go and they'll, you know, they'll visit those places. And um, it's a good kind of cross promotion. We also work with, um, like I said, all of the, the dog rescue organizations. Um, and then some other products that we have here, like local uh, cookie company that West End Bakery, they, they bake all our cookies for us. And then we have uh, Meadow Sweet Creamery. They make all of uh, these amazing artist, artisanal um, ice cream sandwiches. And yeah, pretty much every product we have in the place is all local for even down to our, our t-shirts and stickers and whatnot. We don't, you know, we don't get those from big, you know, ship pay and ship uh, t-shirt companies or anything, even though it's a little more expensive to do it this way. Um, I think it's definitely worth it because they, they cross promote and um, it's something people really like to see because it's, it's not necessarily everywhere these days you go to a bar and, Pretty much all you see is Anheuser Busch, and um, you know, uh, there's there's not a whole lot of local going on as much as I think should should be around. Yeah, man, I uh, I couldn't agree more, and I, I love seeing that too. Um, I you know if if I was I, I kind of want to ask because I bet there's probably listeners out there that would love to connect with you and utilize you know be a be a regular um, with Wagbar, but maybe they're um, a little further away. I'm curious, do you have any like plans to expand out and to, to grow to other areas or are you keeping it pretty much in Weaverville? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can tell, there's not a whole lot I can actually tell you legally currently, but we are in the works for that. Um, what I can tell you is that, um, here before long, uh, there will be an opportunity for people to have, um, wag bars of their own and, um, you know, it, it will be offered as a franchise and you could probably expect to see a, a wag bar in just about every city across the country that's awesome man i absolutely love hearing that um and that's you know i think that you know your philosophy and you know kind of how you're going about things definitely shows in the results that you're getting i believe i just saw um you guys on the cover of mountain express and the and voted as the uh, you know kind of the top business in your category uh what what was that like how uh, how did it feel to get that recognition oh man that was amazing um we uh we actually got that our first year in business we we won several categories and then this year our um we actually got first place and this is all just customer voting we didn't mention anything about it the customers spoke up and um they they voted us First place uh, for pet friendly bar or brewery. Um, first place for outdoor place to take your pet. They they gave us a second place for local bar, brewery, or watering hole. Um, and then we got third place for the business that best represents the spirit of your town. And mm. we also got a third place for local place to enjoy the outdoors. That's saying something because I mean in this in this area there's a lot of places to go enjoy the outdoors. Um, you know, I mean, you've got the mountains, you've got rivers, you've got, you know, I mean, so many, I mean, I moved here for the outdoor experience. 
So to get yeah. that one probably had to feels like it, that that definitely meant something. But I also want to ask a little bit about the, oh, know, the spirit of your town. Why do you think you why do you think you guys won that? Why do you think you connected as you know kind of the spirit of Weaverville? I think that um, I think that it's just it's be because this community brings together such a diverse crowd. Um, you know, the the one commonality is that they they love dogs, right? And it's people from all walks of life that come into Wagbar. Um, not every business necessarily draws in people from all walks of life that are interacting, at, you know, at a level that they're interacting here. Um, and I think that that really kind of um, creates this spirit that that you know when people saw that category in mountain express they thought man this this really kind of this this is the place i can think of whenever i think of what's going to be a snapshot of our town spirit um and I, I definitely definitely am grateful for all of our customers they're the ones that make this place tick they tell all their friends and um you know they just they make this the, the place that it is without the you know without the great people that are here um it would just be a a dog park that you can drink beer at and, and be sad and lonely. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, I mean, that's a ton of success in such a short amount of time. And, you know, when I look at what you're doing and knowing you, I think it comes back to something you said earlier is that you kind of got to love what you do. Um, and I guess my question would be if there's someone out there who's thinking about taking that same lead you did to, you know, start their own business, become that entrepreneur, uh, what advice would you would you give to them? I think the the number one piece of advice that I would give somebody who who has an idea that they know would work um, or that they know that they would they would like to pursue, I think it's just it's just making the commitment to do it. That's the first step. If you can commit wholeheartedly that this is what I'm going to do, there's no there's no backing out. And if you can do one better and actually make yourself uh, commit to it by either you know, not, not necessarily quitting your job right away, but, uh, you know, do, do what I did. I, I went out, I found a lot, a lot for this place before I had any funding or, or really anything else, but the idea and the business plan. Um, I went out, I found the lot and I actually signed the lease, uh, personally for this lot. Um, it was an empty lot with overgrown trees. Um, but I had the vision that this could be the, the place that looked like the perfect spot. So I signed the lease and I figured, oh man, you know, I can afford, I, this is about what I'm spending on my bills at my current place that I'm living. I could afford to pay for this lot um, and, and live on it and sell beer out of a cooler if I have to. And I think it's just <laughs> having that, you know, I think it's having that commitment and closing the back door on it where like you have no other option but to figure things out and make it work. Um, it's, it's all you're going to think about. Um, your mind is going to figure out the path to get there if you keep that big picture um, right in front of you and, and um, you know you make sure that that's you know that's what I'm doing. It's not I'm not dipping my toes in the water. I'm not gonna you know think about it and talk about it for the next 15 years um, and then regret that I never did it. Yeah, love it, man. Absolutely love it. Uh, go check out Wag Bar and you can listen to this episode as well as a lot of other great shows on bizradio.us and you can also go to mindfulmarketplaceshow.com everyone out there have a good one take care of yourselves and take care of somebody else thank you for listening if you liked what you just heard be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations local events and more